It's time to step into the more that God has for you. This is Eunice Lai, and I would like to welcome you to today's episode of Beyond the Building with Laura Pereno and Debbie Kiever of the Beyond Women's Conference. Well, welcome back to Beyond the Building. Laura, we are in week two of June. It's hard to believe that after that nice long winter, we are finally into the summer season. It's been awesome. We had a great time in the month of May talking to moms, and we are keeping it fair. We are interviewing some very special fathers in the month of June. In fact, last week was a real treat uh, bringing my father, Kurt Kahn, here with us. And he's not new to podcasting at this point, uh, but he's, he's actually getting very comfortable and thinks it's fun. But we have a very special first time ever podcast speaker with joining us today. And there's nobody but you, Laura, who can make this introduction. That's right. I am so excited today, Debbie, because our special guest today is my stepfather, uh, Walter Stetter. And Walter has been uh, such a blessing to my family, Deb, such a blessing to me. Um, his walk with Jesus and the way that he encourages his family is just, uh, we love that word beyond, but beyond mm -hmm. anything I ever asked or imagined. Walt mm -hmm. and I actually have a history for a long time. We went to church together many, many years ago. And so I love the fact that God has brought us together in this season um, to be family. So I just love having him here with us. I'm excited to hear uh, what God is going to speak through him as we ask him lots of good questions about his story. Walt, thank you so much for being here. I can't tell you it means like the world to me that you would be here with us today. I love you. Thank you for being here. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit about yourself today? Well, thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I hope I'm not going to be too long. But let me tell you, I was born and raised in Wilmington, Delaware. Um, I grew up on Lincoln Street. Lincoln Street is... Uh, the heart of little italy mm. so i always tell people i grew up as a minority <laughs> i was the youngest of four siblings and uh i was first person in our our family to go to college even though my mother said why in the world do you want to go to college but mm. anyway i did went on a naval rotc scholarship to northwestern university but after a year decided I really didn't want a Navy career. I just wanted to go to college. Hmm. Dropped out and started my 38-year career with the DuPont Company, uh, washing bottles in the, in the laboratory. But wow. uh, it was the beginning. And uh, so I, I went, went to a lot of night school, took a year off from DuPont, went to Eastern Baptist College for a year. Went night school some more, working for DuPont. Finally graduated from the University of Delaware with a Bachelor of Arts degree with a major in chemistry and minors in math and physics. That's sort wow. of defines this little brain of mine. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think in terms of math and science. Hmm. And I love the Bible because so much of it explains science and mm -hmm. science fails to explain the bible that's right that's right wow so tell us a little bit about your family walt besides the fact that you have a just a beautiful stepdaughter laura <laughs> <laughs> well uh, <laughs> uh i do have uh, four daughters and uh 
at this point, 11 grandchildren and 16 great-grandchildren. And then I can actually say 18 if I include Laura's grandchild and her sister Nancy's uh, grandchild. Uh, they, uh, I would say they all love the Lord, serve the Lord. My girls are uh, precious, precious uh, uh, people. So uh, mm -hmm. Laura's been a good addition to, uh, <laughs> to, to the, the rest of the girls. I love that so much, Walt. And I, I love what you shared about your family. And I love being included in that. And I also love all of the details you gave us earlier about your, your education, because mm -hmm. to hear all of this history that you have, I, I just feel like you've got so much to share today to people who have been in so many different places. Um, right. So, wow, you've just touched so many notes already. So I'm really excited to hear what you have to say. And I am very grateful to be mm -hmm. part of that, that family, family tree there. So. And I think it's a fun thing for me, Walter, because uh, I know you in this season as Laura's stepfather, but when I was in my early 20s and moved to Delaware and started going to our church, First Assembly of God, we were in the young couple's ministry with your daughter and her husband. Yeah. And then, I mean, we did, that's, you know, that was our our peer group, you know, back in the nineties and then teaching kids over the years, I taught all of their kids. Mm. And so it's really fun for me to look at you in this season of life and think you're the grandfather that I didn't know back then to mm. those kids, but it's been fun to, we were watching the same kids grow up, but one as a teacher and one as a grandfather. So I, I just think that's really exciting. Now, I, I am laughing. My dad has two daughters. And one of the things he used to say was he had to get up at 430 in the morning to have time in the bathroom. I cannot <laughs> imagine having four daughters. You probably just started your morning routine at one in the morning just to have a shot at being able to do your hair. I mean, that's what I think happens with daughters. But, you know, Laura has spoken so highly of you. Um, I just want to tell you, as one of Laura's good friends, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for loving Laura so well. I mean, mm -hmm. you, she speaks so richly about the relationship um, that she has with you. So as her friend, I just want to, I'm looking at your face on Zoom and I just want to say, thank you. Thank you for being that father figure for her in the season of life. But I got to, we want to, we want to hear about you as a dad. So one of the things that we have discovered when we interviewed the mothers and now with the fathers is, you know, so much influence in your role as a father, I believe has come from your relationship with Jesus Christ, how you parented came from your relationship with Jesus Christ. So I know this is a button that could take you on a long sermon. Remember, this is a <laughs> podcast, right? So how in the world can you in a concise, in a nutshell, what's the story of your faith? Like, how did you find Jesus Christ? What's your testimony? Well, first of all, I did not grow up in a Christian home. But for some reason, my mother decided that it was time to start taking me and my three older siblings that time to Sunday school and church. And uh, mm -hmm. this was, uh, I think I was about primary age. So... I was uh, in Sunday school and church because my mother took, took us faithfully. So a lot of 
children's church, junior church, and at 12 years old, they promote you up into the big church. And this was the uh, Emmanuel Baptist Church that was then located at Delaware Avenue and West Streets in the city of Wilmington. And uh, it had a second floor sanctuary. And when you went up the stairs, at the top of the stairs, it said, let all the earth be silent before him. This mm. was a holy place. And it wasn't very many weeks of my being in that holy environment, sitting under the teaching of the Reverend Dr. John M. Baalbeck, that somehow, I have no idea what he said, but the Holy Spirit lifted me out of the pew, took me to the altar, where I accepted Christ as my Savior, and gave my life to him. And that was a beginning. And then a lot of things build off of the fact when you give your life to Christ, you have no idea what he's going to ask you to do and how he's going to train you to be able to do the things that he asked you to do. Uh, the leadership of that church happened to be very Southern Baptist, but they brought something into the church called Baptist Training Union, and it was training in church membership learning how to serve the Lord. I found myself teaching a primary Sunday school. I became a key member of the church because Dr. Ballback gave me the key to the sermon sign on Delaware Avenue, and I got to put up his messages on the signboard. I was, it was my first evangelism, you know? Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, I know one, one time, uh, uh, so many things. So I, I know I go on too much, but uh, a friend of mine and I, we used to sing duets when we were teenagers. Uh, Manuel used to have uh, uh, evangelistic services at the Boothwind Farmers Market, a little pump organ up on a farm wagon, you know, and there we'd, we'd be singing away. Oh my wow. goodness. Wow. We even got asked one time to sing at a home for unwed mothers. Now I have to tell you, that was unique. For, for middle teenage guys, mm. but here we were, testimony of the, of the goodness of God in everybody's life. Um, so many things that God has had me do through my, well, 62 years of knowing him as Savior and Lord of my life. Um, got to do Sunday breakfast mission back when I was a teenager and when I was in my sixties and seventies, I mean, it's mm -hmm. like some things keep coming around. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> <right>. <laughs> the Lord says, oh. okay, you got to be good at that. I might use you in that again. So, oh, uh, yeah. I love it. I love it yeah. so much. Well, I have, uh, I'm not really sure I ever heard uh, your story like that about your salvation story. I mean, I knew just bits and pieces, but honestly, I don't think I ever heard all the details there. And even as you were um, referencing the things that God brought you into when you found, you know, when you came into that relationship with Jesus, I was going to ask you, and I still want to ask you, given your relationship with God, you know, what are some of the things that you've worked to model for your girls? I don't know what your answer is going to be, but I kind of do know what your answer is going to be because I know your girls <laughs> and I know what you just said. Right. And so I'd love to hear from you. Like, Based on this amazing relationship that you have 
uh, with Jesus Christ. What things do you think, maybe you didn't even try to model them. What things do you think your life just did that poured into your girls that maybe they're living out right now? Well, uh, Laura, I think uh, the most important thing was that we had the kids from the time they were in the nursery uh, growing up uh, in the church, mm-hmm. in Sunday school, in church. And, and you know that little song that says, Jesus loves me, this I know. Yes. The Bible tells me so. And, and it is so true because as we kept them exposed to the word of God in as many things as we could, the Sunday school, the church, young people's um, camp, whatever, uh, the word of God got into their hearts more than their minds, and it made them the people that they are today. Amen. But Mm. once they got that, (laughs) one of the funny things is if they're in the word of God, uh, at one point, they all picked the same life verse hmm. wow. and it's the one that says fathers provoke not your children to wrath <laughs> oh stop <laughs> and i thought okay there's this there's this challenge you know you get up in the bible you yeah. not sure they're gonna find it <laughs> well i think there might have been a little collaborating going on with that one yeah i think so i think so but you know what it does then once they see the word of God and know mm-hmm. that how he loves them, mm-hmm. that he is looking at your life and, and evaluating, okay, I hear this when I'm in Sunday school and church, but how's my dad living that out? Mm-hmm. So the That's challenge right. is, you know, you have to live out every day the fruit of the spirit, you know, and if you listed the fruit of the spirit and then just said, I am loving my kids. Amen. I'm being patient with my kids. I'm being kind to my kids. Amen. Uh, Amen. It's 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 a way of life that you you live before them, and right. that helps them get a foundation to how they're going to live their lives and how they're going to raise their kids. Amen. Yeah. Amen. You know, Walter, there is such a connection for daddies and their little girls, such a connection. So we'd love to hear your perspective on what was some of your advice specifically about being a girl dad, because Mm -hmm. I know there are girl dads who are listening to the podcast and there's a lot of emotions in the house when you are the father of daughters. Are there some specific words of wisdom or encouragement that you can give uh, to those who have at least one daughter right in the house and as a father some tools or some encouragement that would help them specifically targeting the needs of little girls well debbie uh i always said my greatest success in life was i survived having four teenage daughters all at the same time (laughs) (laughs) yes you did and and they thought they thought really that i just kept asking dupont to keep sending me away and sending me away but (laughs) (laughs) but seriously uh uh my advice to uh to dads of girls would be to hang on 
It's mm, going to be a, a fun ride. <laughs> it's going to be a fun ride. You know, growing up is hard. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, you, uh, um, you just can't take everything too seriously. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, uh, hormones go racing. Mm -hmm. Things are done goofy sometimes. And mm -hmm. they know they're being goofy. <laughs> and you just can't you just can't take it all too seriously mm. but one of the things is you get to see the humor in what you were going through at the time because eventually you get to see them going through the same thing with their kids <laughs> that's and right then it's really funny <laughs> <laughs> that's so true uh, that's so true know. i think all three of us are at that place walt right now <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I would that. say dads be there when you need to be there mm -hmm. and don't be there when you don't need to be there. Mm. Well, sir, it's a lot of things that your, your wife is going to know much better how to handle with the girls mm. than you. Mm. Uh, you still have to be the dad, uh, but you can't you just one thing is you can't get in the middle of their, uh, relationship problems with their siblings i mean mm. you i mean you have a role of peace a peacemaker but at the same time uh you you really can't get into all of all of uh uh, uh trying to solve everything on, on your own and I, I guess the final thing i would say is this pray <laughs> pray and amen pray. amen Amen. Amen. And I see you do that. That is definitely all three of those things. I can, I can see that in you. And I, I love that. And you said, you said, hold on. And you also said like, you know, just th things are going to happen, right? You're going to go along for the ride. And that just really brings me into my next question. Cause one of the thing that fascinates me, or one of the things that fascinates me about you and Esther and the way you raised your girls is with your job at DuPont, I was amazed when I started to get to know you better, how much you guys moved, like you moved all over the place. Uh, you went to California, lived there for quite a while. You went to Puerto Rico. Um, when you've told me all the different places as a girl who basically grew up on the same street, most of her life, it's, yeah. it's shocking to hear all the places you've been. And I was thinking about the fact that that's a lot of change for a family. That's a lot of change for teenage girls to move and relocate so many times. Mm. And, you know, we've all just come through this uh, season where there's a lot of change in the world, right? Coming out of COVID yeah. and going into COVID, things look so much different. And it's hard for people to, um, to deal with that change sometimes. And what are some of the things that you, or even just one thing that you did that helped your girls uh, maintain their faith or keep their faith in spite of a lot of change that mm. could help parents whose kids are going through change? And, you know, we want them to realize that faith never changes, right? Or it grows in Jesus. Yeah. Um, what were some things that you did that, or a thing that you did that really you think would help somebody just in a season of change at any point with their kids yeah. to keep the faith? Well, whether wherever we were, uh, we were founded in church. Yeah. Even in Puerto Rico, we went to some interesting churches. Uh, the Christian Missionary Alliance Church there actually set up an English Sunday school class for our kids hmm. and a, a couple of others. Um, uh, we, uh, we, we went to a, a, a Baptist church there where Esther got to play the piano. 
Oh, and the kids cool. always uh, were watching the lizards going across the piano, wondering if mom would finish the song before the <laughs> lizard got there. <laughs> That's great. I love it. Yeah. But, but honestly, uh, my girls have told me that they have actually felt sorry for kids that grew up in the same place all the time because they enjoyed seeing all the different places. Hmm. Now, they got to enjoy California, maybe too much, because <laughs> when we got transferred out of, out of California back to Delaware, I always said they didn't talk to me for three years, but it wasn't all bad. You know? <laughs> they, my girls ad adapted. Uh, uh, they, they were shocked when uh, they found out from others that we were moving from California before they found out about it from us. Mm. And, and that was, that was a shame that that, that happened. Oh. And they, you know, both Margaret and, and uh, um, uh, Karen were in relationships. Mm. Uh, and of course the relationship Margaret had with Rick, I mean, I mean, six, eight months after we moved back to Delaware, she got married, moved back to California. <laughs> he so, showed you. That's you right. Know, right. And I have to tell you, I cried myself to sleep for five months. Oh, it was, it was the hardest thing I ever went through in life because, you know, here, here my, uh, my daughter is so far away. But, Aww. you know, uh, but like I said, they, they adapted uh, much better than you might imagine. Mm -hmm. uh, That's around. awesome. I yeah. think that I think your answer you started out with it was church, right? Yes. It, it's it every so much of what you've shared today all goes back to the fact that you were grounded in the word of God and you yes. were you had a place where you worshiped together. Right. And those two things really do keep families together when you do that together, regardless of where you are. That's your foundation, right? Is your rock is yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So um, when I was in when I was in Puerto Rico, I worked shift work. I'd come home after work in the midnight shift and we're going to church <laughs> yes you know, i might be the first one falling asleep in church but you know it's <laughs> but we went and i think oh. that was important to them that they knew that being there in worshiping the lord was the foundation of the family's life Amen. Amen. That's, that's a great, you're modeling that so well for your girls. And now I see it with them. You know, I also met you and your girls, just like Deb was saying uh, at church. And so there, that has not changed. And I know your desire to be there Sunday morning, Sunday night, right? Just love yep. to be in the presence of the Lord with his right. people. So who you are. I love that. Yeah. One of the things uh, I also love about you is a your love for God's word and how many times we have conversations, uh, even on one of the many Uber rides that you give me uh, back to Delaware from Philadelphia, which I appreciate so much. But we're constantly talking about the word of God because like that's what you love to talk about. And when you're singing, which you do sing a lot, and that's another thing, when I went to Calvary, you were the one who led the songs. And I know you've done that at other places too. Like the word and the hymns, when I think about you, Walt, I think about your love for Jesus, the word, and hymns that reflect back to who he is. Um, I'm going to ask you a question, and uh, I'm going to say, is there a hymn that you go back to uh, from the years uh, of getting saved or raising your girls that you've just sung for a long, long time, that when your girls hear those lyrics, um, they would say, that's that's the song my dad 
always sang or that song really reflects dad's heart for us. So I'm going to say this. Uh, you've got, God's given you a tremendous voice. You are welcome. If you have a song that you think of this, you're welcome to either just quote the lyrics or you know that I would love it uh, either way. But if you would like to um, sing a chorus or, or a verse in a chorus for us, if, if that's on your heart, is there a song that, that reflects the heart of Jesus in Walter Stutter? The song that uh, really uh, is on my heart more than any other song was a song that was sung when I was baptized. Mm. And the song was, Living, He Loved Me, Dying, He Saved Me, Buried, He Carried My Sins Far Away, Rising, He Justified Freely Forever, and Someday, Someday, He's Coming Back Again. That's... What is that? That's that is the Christian life right there, and uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure my my girls would would say that's the one I remember Dad singing the most, but that's the one that's most on my heart. And every once in a while, when you're in church, that song will pop up, and somebody you know it'll be sung, and you'll say, "Wow, I remember that song. That yeah. was when I was baptized. That's when I wow. proclaimed to the world." I am a child of God. Amen. Oh, glorious day. Yes. Right. Yes. Oh, glorious day. That is so, so beautiful. Thank you for quoting that. I, I love that one too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Thank you. Well, Walt, we love, I just, I'm sitting here just smiling. I just love listening to you and you are just such a big, big hearted guy. I can see why Laura loves you so much. Um, but we're going to give you one more opportunity one final thought like a golden nugget piece of wisdom mm. uh, in a sentence or two what would you say to dads of all ages out there in their parenting first of all you are so blessed so blessed and so not perfect <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be ready sometimes to say I'm sorry when you need to say you're sorry. Um, you know, some of what we can't control, um, we would love to, but um, we, we trust, trust that the things that uh, we are doing because of the life we are living is impacting our kids to get closer to God. And uh, if we're successful in that, we have done a marvelous thing. We've molded a, a child to be closer to, to the Savior. Uh, it's quite a responsibility. So be blessed, fathers. Be challenged and love your kids. Amen. 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 Well, that, I, again, that just sums up your heart. I, I just see that so uh, evident in your life. And it's been a couple of times here. While I am wearing my readers, that there have been tears in my eyes as you've been speaking. I'm sure, I'm sure. Uh, so I just love you so much, and this has really, really been very special for me. So thank you. Now I am going to cry, but thank you so much for for being here. Um, to hear your to hear your answers to these questions, and honestly, just to um, to speak it out, um, it's powerful. And your testimony, the Bible says that right. That's the word of our testimony that really defeats the enemy and your testimony 
uh, that you've spoken today, I know is, is just going to go out there and do amazing things uh, for Jesus. So thank you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart and Debbie's heart and all those dads that will hear that. I think that's so true. We just got to, in every walk of life, we have to be so humble to recognize that he's given us blessings and we're not going to get it right all the time. Amen. But we just want to yeah. follow Jesus, right? Amen. In our parenting, in our being a son or a daughter or whatever that looks like. So it has been a joy and you have been a tremendous, tremendous guest today. Um, so thank you for being here. Um, we're truly grateful. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> to our listeners, we are so grateful that you could be here today. Um, I'm sure that um, Walt's story has impacted your heart and there are dads out there that need to hear um, his answers. And please uh, make it a point to share this with a dad in your story, a dad in your life. Um, we'd love to hear from you. You can always reach us at beyondwomensconference at gmail.com. Tell us, you know, testimony that you've received out of um, some of these podcasts from June here about mm -hmm. Father's Day. And we are just so grateful that you've joined us for this special moment. Next week, we have another uh, special dad with us. Last month uh, in May, we had Jerry Lynn Hall and her mom, Barbara Lawson, on the podcast. And that was amazing also. Um, and we are going to have the other half of Jerry Lynn there. We're going to have Zoltan Hall, who is a dad to twin boys, and he's going to encourage us. And then Deb the week after that. Bring it on. It's our men. <laughs> it's our men. That's right. Dan Perino and Ward, Ward Kiever <laughs> are going to be with us for a final podcast talking about the blessing of being a father. So mm -hmm. it's an amazing good month. God is mm -hmm. good. God is good. And we're so grateful. Amen. Amen. Amen is right. Thanks for being with us. Take care all. And we are so appreciative of you being a part of this podcast. Take care. Thanks everybody. We believe that God will use what was shared to encourage you as you step into the more that He has prepared for you today. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you were created for more.